0: This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. While they were all amazed at his every deed, he said to his disciples, Pay attention to what I am telling you. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men. But they did not understand this saying. Its meaning was hidden from them so that they should not understand it and they were afraid to ask him about this saying. The Gospel of the Lord Listening to the word of God must not lack something fundamental, constancy. Constancy is one of the human virtues most lacking in the hearts of those who set out to achieve a goal, and, of course, of those who set out to follow Jesus, our master. In the word of God, there are many situations and texts in which constancy and perseverance are mentioned. I remember when Jesus told his disciples, But the one who persevered to the end will be saved. Also, when he was explaining the parable of the sower, he said, But he has no root and lasts only for a time. Matthew 13:21. On this Saturday, we're not going to explain these texts, but I'd like us to keep this background concept in mind as we try to persevere, to be constant in listening every day of this wonderful adventure, learning what God wants from us. There are numerous testimonials of people who, thanks to their constancy and perseverance, were able to find the way of Jesus and discover the beauty of His proposal. In their hearts, these people discovered how far wrong we can go when we don't know how to interpret Jesus' words and teachings. Actually, I don't need to tell you stories of testimonials. If you like, you can leave your own on our website, www.blimpsesofthegospel.org. This is something you yourself can ascertain based on your own life experiences. How many things have you achieved thanks to your perseverance, thanks to having not given up, to have kept fighting and trusting. If we have achieved so many material things, projects, or dreams, thanks to constancy and tenacity, how can we give up on listening to the Word of God? How can we give up when we discover that only He can give us true joy of the heart, eternal joy? One day I took a hike in the mountains with members of my community, and I remember one of the women who decided to take up the challenge of nature. This woman was considerably older than the young people participating in the hike, and at one point she paused, feeling that she couldn't go on any further and that her legs weren't responding anymore. In pain from the unaccustomed exertion and almost in tears, the woman decided she couldn't do it. She opted to stay where she was and wait for us. As we continued on our hike, the rest of us kept looking back at her, hoping she'd get up and feel the impetus to continue to persevere in the hike she'd undertaken, and in the decision she'd made to participate. And that is what happened. All of a sudden, we turned around and saw that she'd grabbed her walking stick and was resuming the hike. When the woman finally caught up with the rest of us, there were tears in her eyes, but she was overjoyed because she'd been able to achieve her dream to reach the summit. That must be our attitude, to follow and love Jesus not to give up, to get back up if we fall, to trust again, and to be constant. During his passage on earth, this is the way Jesus lived his life, and he continues to do the same thing with and for us. He never gives up on us. He always wants to seek us out. He wants us to search for him. He doesn't tire of waiting for us and remains constant, by our side, even when we suffer. Today's glimpses of the gospel anticipates the constancy that Jesus demonstrated throughout his life to the very end, even though he knew what awaited him. In this passage of the gospel, Jesus' words may seem pessimistic or odd. They're an announcement of doom, or an ill omen, so to speak. As today's reading says, While they were all amazed at his every deed, he said to his disciples, Pay attention to what I am telling you. The Son of Man is to be handed over to men. In the midst of all the admiration, Jesus still chose to proclaim the prophecy of what was to come. At the moment when he spoke up, everything seemed wonderful. People were praising him, and the disciples were proud and happy to be his friends. Perhaps their ego was somewhat inflated because of their association with Jesus. Yet he didn't hesitate to tell them the truth. At some point, the cross would come. Why did Jesus act in this way, we might ask? Amidst the euphoria and fascination for the wonders he'd performed, why did he give them such bad news? There could be a number of answers, the simplest and most to the point being that he told them the truth. He wanted them to know the truth, and he had no reasons to hide it. The terror before the cross would have been much worse than it actually was if Jesus had hidden the truth of what was going to happen what the authorities and the people themselves were going to do to him. The incredible thing is that when the time for pain arrived, Jesus' friends fled, even though he had already told them the truth of what was to come. They couldn't stand their fear and went into hiding. Another possible answer is connected to the previous one, that Jesus wanted to prepare them for the moment of grief, though judging by the facts, this appears to have been useless. However, that isn't really the case because the disciple that Jesus loved did enact act by the cross with Mary and the women. And even though the rest of the disciples escaped, and Peter denied him, those premonitory words remained engraved in their hearts as teachings for their own lives, the life of the church, as well as your life and mine. We shouldn't have a problem saying that sooner or later we will all have to go through the cross of this life if we aren't already going through it. It would be foolish to conceal pain or think of life as full of roses when experience tells us that some suffering is inevitable. Whether or not we have faith, that's another story. But we need to see and understand life in all its beauty and rawness. In an attempt to render the decision to follow Jesus more attractive, many people attempt to portray Christian spirituality as a misunderstood optimism, as endless joy, as a path free of burdens and crosses, and is a life that doesn't involve surrender or sacrifices. This is a false concept of Christianity. It is a deception that doesn't bear fruit. Another false concept is portraying Christian spirituality as almost masochistic, focusing exclusively on pain and sacrifice, setting aside the beauty of life, and forgetting that for one who truly loves, the cross can end up being joyful and full of life. So, what's the conclusion? As always, Christian spirituality encompasses both dimensions of love, joy and pain. The two go hand in hand and cannot be separated. This is the way that Jesus lived. It is the life he proclaimed and anticipated, and that's why he wants us to understand, even if our understanding at times seems veiled or obscured. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, Son, and And Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.